What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning, friends. You're tuned in episode 92 of Gamer Heroes, the weekly show where we talk about news, reviews, and anything else happening in games today. My name's Cam Koenig. With me, as always, is my boy, Thomas Egan. What up? We got fucking microphones. That's what's up. We do. It's very exciting. Oh my god, it's so nice. I'm really excited to not do this multi-person podcast off of a single Yeti microphone. Dude, I am leaning back in my seat right now, and the mic- microphone is right where I want it to be. fuck right now, dude. Dude, this is great. I always have to lean forward because my voice doesn't carry. You know, my now the microphone goes to you, man. It's the good stuff. Yeah, it's I'm fucking over the moon about it. I've been we got this like last week, I think Wednesday or Thursday or so. And mm-hmm. I've just been sitting here playing with it all weekend. And I just got so excited to like put this studio space together. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, this is my first time hearing it. Uh, dude, I, yeah, I'm so excited because I have issues. Of course, it's always weird hearing your voice uh, in playback. Sure. Yeah. But um, regardless of how weird I feel about my own voice. Because it sounds to me like I'm always making a funny voice, and I'm like, ooh, yo, yo, yo. No, it's 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 nice because I usually really have to lean into the mic because my voice just doesn't carry. I've got a light tenor voice, mm-hmm. and there's nothing I can do about it. So to actually have quality mics is so nice. I am here for your comfort, Thomas. Well, thank you. No other reason. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the quality of the show. I just want you to be comfortable. You know, I don't care what they say. You're a cool guy. Hey, thank you, Thomas. Do you know what else is cool? What? Fucking video games. Man, they're pretty cool. So much has happened this week. Uh, so much has happened. And of course, it is. we're recording here on June 3rd. And yeah, it's we're we've been for about a week now underway with e3 yeah no uh, really two weeks like pre-3 is just e3 at this point yeah uh yeah there's so much every year e3 is still around like it's always unclear kind of what e3 is each year because it's always changing mm-hmm. the industry of, of course is changing in a lot of different ways but um it's you know you have different people who are at the show like different companies you have a lot of ways they promote stuff the way things uh that things are leaked and things have been leaked so many times uh, that it seems a lot of companies are actually leaning into the pre three aspect of it now. Totally. Well, I mean, it's, that will... it's like Black Friday, sure. Where it's like Black Friday used to be Friday, and then it was also Thursday, and now it's also Wednesday. Sure. And I mean, like, I think a lot of companies are recognizing that if so much happens at E three, that they just aren't even going to try to compete with that. So they're just yeah. going to try and get their name out first, and that first just keeps going sooner and sooner and sooner. Where eventually e3 honestly just feels like 
every single day of the year. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's always so much news now, and uh, the just in general, the the whole year doesn't have any dead zones anymore. Mm-hmm. It used to be that at the beginning of the year, post holiday, there would be a dead zone where you're coasting on the holiday releases that you bought, but there aren't any new releases until you know April or something. Right. Right. And, and that time has passed years ago. Sure. From now, I mean, I haven't I haven't seen a year like that in like three or four years, maybe. And uh, it's cool because the whole year is now just packed with stuff happening all the time. And, you know, I've always felt bad for the smaller guys at E3 who might have something great, but they get so overshadowed Mm -hmm. that you just feel bad. It's like, man, you, you know, you showed off your game at the biggest event of the year and nobody heard about it because of the 19 other big releases. Right. Yeah. Big announcements. you, you You get to a point where like oversaturation does become a thing. And I feel like this year since Sony has been like, they're just not there at all. Like, Mm-hmm. obviously as we'll get into here in a second like death stranding got like it's kind of release date trailer and that's pretty much the closest i think sony's going to be involved at e3 yeah but, uh i like, heard it's, it's that, pretty uh, cool that like people have like stepped up to kind of fill that void of like hey well this isn't happening in here anymore so like uh kind of funny is doing a showcase and it's pretty much like 60 indie games that they're using their platform to show off there's a there's a vr show the pc gaming show is like sponsored by epic game store now and it's like becoming this really big thing that's Uh, limited run games has their own show now which they did last year which is like them just being like hey we're putting this out for physical release and sometimes there are game announcements which is cool Uh, it's it's really neat to see like e3 definitely isn't the same as it has been but i feel like it's kind of adapting or at least game announcements around now are adapting like putting aside all of the weird not great things happening at the esa right now but (laughs) so it feels like lately uh people care more about like your budget titles than you kind of have in years past you always think of like e3 is like oh well they're showing off like the new big call of duty or Mm -hmm. like the big like groundbreaking releases but in a lot of cases the really cool indies that they're showing off are just as exciting. Dude, I'm so on board with that because you know that for a long time now, I have been a budget gamer. Uh, it, it's not even that I can't afford big titles. It's just that they don't have the value to me personally. Sure. Yeah, that I understand that. They do to a lot of people. Uh, you know, we, Chris Mowry, who, uh, you know, we were on his podcast. Friend of the show. Ago. Uh, front of the show, Chris Mowry, he, I, I've always poked fun at him because he loves fresh new releases. He loves mm-hmm. playing the new hotness, you know, and that's kind of the, the appeal to him is that it's the new hotness. He wants it because it's hot right now. He wants to be in the first wave of people to try it out, talk about it. And then if he doesn't like it, sell it back to GameStop. You know, that was him, his MO for a long time where he would buy a game two weeks later. He doesn't even own it anymore, you know, and then somebody like me comes along and got it on sale, and after one month, I come back, I'm like, Chris, I'm on this game. They, they released this patch, and it's it's fantastic. He's like, oh, I already sold it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have that game anymore. What are you I'm like, about? oh, man, I, I thought I thought this was the one time we were going to play together. <laughs> uh, but he, he would spend his money on that because that had value to him, where he doesn't have a lot of time to play games. So when he wants, or like when he is ready to sit down to play something, he wants to play the best thing there is. Mm. So to him, the best kind of game for for him uh, was these big titles, whether it's, you know, a, a new NBA 2K or uh, he bought Overwatch for like two weeks <laughs> when it came out mm. uh, or, or any other big releases like that. But for me, I'm on the flip side where even though I also don't have as much time for gaming, I think I have more than he does. But uh, I don't have as much time as I'd like, for sure. Not even close. 
But I find so much value in these $15 games. I mean, we'll, you know, add it to the list of stuff we're going to talk about here. But sure. uh, Celeste, Celeste mm-hmm. is, is my favorite game of last year. I bought that game for either $15 or $20. After having played through it, I would pay $30 for that game. Well, I think you it know? was only like $15 or $20 like at release. Like, I don't think that was a sale right. price. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I saw it, realized it was like I loved the soundtrack enough. And I listened to it a bunch before I picked the game up. And I was like, I already know I'm going to, I'm going to like this for the soundtrack alone to be able to see what it's like in the actual game rather than listening to it on Spotify. Um, so I, I picked that up, loved the game. I mean, it became my favorite game of the year. And, and to me, when I can do that and get all these hours of enjoyment from 15 or 20 bucks, it's really hard for me to wrap my head around going and buying a $60 game. So for years now, uh, I find so much value and honestly save. Like saving money is cool, but it's not why I do it. It's that these games that I buy have so much, like I have such a good time with them. I have no reason to go beyond that and buy a really pretty graphically beautiful, maybe story driven, maybe actiony, uh, you know, insert adjective here, mm-hmm. video game that costs 40 to $60. They're good. I'm not ripping on AAA games. It's just, I really, really like indie games that, that tend to be under $30, usually under 20. And, uh, it's just funny to see the the difference of, of our preferences, you know, mine and Chris's, uh, because we, we both are like, well, we don't have enough time. And where he's like, well, then I'm only going to play the $60 games. I'm like, well, then I'm only going to play the $15 I'm gonna games. Wait two years and then I'm going to play the shit out of That's this. That's exactly right. Uh, so I, I, I'm really into that. It's cool, like you said, that E3 does seem to be moving in a, a direction that's toward budget gamers. And I, I don't really know if that's, I don't think that's anything that the ESA or E3 like as an entity is doing. I think that should just kind of happening. I think that's just the industry. Which is cool. Adapt. Like, I think that's great. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really interested in like seeing all of that kind of stuff pop up. Um, the, but yeah. In a lot of ways, gaming as an industry is moving, you know, esports is of course growing like wildfire and it'll still, you know, it's going to for a long time and it's still going to take a long time to, uh, catch on for some people. I mean, it's just going to be a long, s- slow uphill battle. Uh, but I think it's going to be good in the long run. Um, where that is becoming more and more corporate oriented mm-hmm. and like just bigger in in a literal, like in in scope, where there are going to be more people, more money, more players, more everything. Everything about it is just growing um, because there's money there, right? And there are viewers and there are sponsorships and all this stuff. The other side of the industry is also becoming smaller in that uh, I, I think the industry is becoming more friendly to indie developers in general. Sure. I feel They're, like it, it has for years now, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember being kind of really surprised, like, because my first exposure to, like, a real big, like, indie push was Xbox Live Arcade on the Xbox 360, back mm-hmm. whenever, like, Castle Crashers and Braid came out. Yeah. And I think... Uh, fuck what was the name of that game uh, uh fez was one of them but that I'm, actually was that on me boy was like a later part of that oh man it limbo, but that was right at limbo, the beginning limbo is what i'm thinking oh of. yeah like yeah that that kind of 
time frame. I always feel like those are like the founding fathers of like modern, like successful indie gaming, mm-hmm. you know? And it was really cool to see something that I was just like, oh, this is like a really cool small thing. I never really thought of games being able to be consumed in that kind of budget price. And here I am, like my most played game of the last two years is fucking Enter the Gungeon, which I got <laughs> for $15. And I've put maybe mm-hmm. at least 200 hours on that motherfucker. Right. But, uh, so speaking of indie games, uh, I kind of wanted to go through, and uh, other games also, I kind of wanted to go through, there were a lot of announcements this week, and just kind of briefly talk about a few of the ones that were going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just saw something on Twitter literally like five minutes before we started recording. Uh, so let me pull that up for you here. Uh, was it uh, Watch Dogs? Yes, it was Watch Dogs. Yeah, I just saw that too. Uh, so, let's see here. So, do do do. Jason Schreier, uh, you posted up, the master of scoops and all of the he really is. journalistic things. Uh, he basically posted about how this game got leaked because it's E3 and it's a Ubisoft game. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game is called Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, it takes place in the UK and supposedly will let you play as any NPC. Yeah, that's crazy. Pretty cool. I like that. Uh, I haven't had the time to kind of go through and read about this. Uh but I'm really interested to see what that looks like. I think Watch Dogs is a cool franchise and a cool idea. And uh, the, I think Watch Dogs 2 was a much better kind of iteration on what they were trying to do with that. I just want them to stick the landing. I do too. I really do. Because I think Watch Dogs could be kind of like their next big thing. Like they, I feel they like had it a could lot be of on promises. an Assassin's Creed level. Yeah. yeah, they had a lot of promises where I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of Assassin's Creed, kind of uh, Grand Theft Auto. You've got a bunch of this stuff going on. Interested. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then it came out, you know, because I don't tend to buy games at release. Uh, I listened to the reviews from people whose opinions I respect, and I was like, man, maybe maybe this isn't the game I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it was in Mono Polish or, or this, that, and the other, it just didn't hit the right spots that I wanted it to. Right. Uh, the You probably read the Polygon article. I'm skimming through this uh, IGN article, or sorry, GameSpot article of the same one. Is this for Legion? Yes. Okay. So this, uh, the listing for the game originally came out on the Nerd Mag, even though that's not where I'm reading this from. But in that uh, Nerd Mag listing, uh, the game's description is, and I quote, Watchdog Legions is set in, in a near future dystopian version of London. It's a post-Brexit world in which society, politics, and technology have changed and altered London's fortunes, it says. Hmm. End quote. Sounds pretty cool. That does sound cool. Uh, I, mean, I, I like I, that it's not shying away from 
politics. Yeah, no, that was like the that was the point I think I was about to make is it's kind of nice to hear Ubisoft go from, hey, we're putting this game in Washington, D.C. after this like massive bioterrorist attack where you live in the White House, but mm. it's not political. <laughs> right. Like, it, it's kind of nice to see them lean into that, because I feel like if you do a Watch Dogs game right, it has to be political. It has like, to be political. Stop. Like you are against the man like you're like piloting drones and like hacking into shit you know how you can't i mean your guy is basically a terrorist essentially uh, uh, just in, yeah. just in the idea that you're hacking you're breaking everything sure to use it in you're your own a way you're you are, absolutely you a criminal crimes yeah and so to that regard like you, this is automatically political because when you when you are a criminal to such a degree you automatically achieve a status that cannot you cannot be ignored like you are, it's like saying you've got a bunch of like Marvel, uh, the Defenders. You've got like Daredevil, Jessica mm-hmm. uh, Jones, uh, Jessica Jones. I can't believe I forgot that. It's okay. Uh, Luke Cage and those guys, and then you know Superman shows up, and you're like, no, nah, Superman's just like everybody else. You know, it's like in Watch Dogs, you're that guy, you're Aiden or whatever his name is. You can hack into anything. Mm-hmm. You are a serious threat in a world that cannot handle you. And so you can you exist in this area where you it has to be political because if you existed in this world you're going to affect everything and those are people's lives in this of course fictional world but by affecting everyone's lives everyone's lives that's what politics are and so the idea of trying to shy away from politics in something that involves society so intimately Agreed. just feels weird even in the division when like you said they you know they're like oh you're gonna be in the white house and it's gonna be all this stuff i don't think i've like talked about it too much on this show but the division two is the most political non-political game i have ever played or seen in my life Mm. like holy shit uh i'm not gonna get into it now because we have a (laughs) lot of other stuff to talk about but i really do i think the thing that i want to see most from this new watchdogs is maybe just have your character not use guns like not making any sort of statement on my behalf about guns, but I think that just the nature of that game and interacting with that world works a whole lot better. And it seems a lot more grounded Mm -hmm. if you can't just get out of every single encounter or like you you get in there just by shooting your way out. Right. I think that if you force the player to kind of engage with these systems and like kind of critically think about okay well if i hack this it's gonna set this off and i can sneak past the guards this way that sounds cool as shit but and if I there doesn't just, have to not be combat right it's just you that, just have to do it with the systems the game already has yeah. instead of just using the crutch that is a gun oh i used a gun and i got away and there are no repercussions right that's not fun every game does that like right. watchdogs has the potential to be something really fucking cool mm-hmm. and i really liked the second one and I would I, that was my only kind of real downside was that you could just shoot your way out of anything. And yeah. if they really just kind of lean more into the hacking and teching side, then fuck yeah. yeah it's I'm, like the, if you're like, so good at hacking, like get your way out of this sure, using right, hacking. Right. And that would make sense depending on the characters. Obviously, we're not going to know anything about this beyond this until next week. Yeah. So uh, but there was well, some uh, cool breaking news as yeah, we uh, yeah, I'm, loaded I, up here. I was hoping they were going to do one this year and i'm really excited that it's that one the fact that they were just like post brexit i'm like cool like you guys are leaning into something and i'm very into this Mm -hmm. so i am hopeful for that yeah uh good thing i did not put down new watchdogs for my prediction later yeah yeah uh, you know, something I want to talk about yeah. is uh, Celeste. Yes. There's the announcement Speaking that... Speaking of five minutes ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
so I really like Celeste, and I'm still in the process of beating the hardest, you know, the hard mode. Mm. You play through the game, you collect all the strawberries if you want, and you can also collect the B-side tapes, which unlock just a hard mode of the of the level you played before. So same mechanics, just tougher. And uh, very fun, very challenging. So yeah, those B-sides are fucking hard. They are They're, very hard. Man. <laughs> um, the, the hardest level I played... During, just during the campaign story was the one where you're up in the air with the wind and the clouds oh, and yeah, all this that stuff. One's tough. The hard mode for it is so tough. Yeah, I mean, you have to be, you gotta be on it for that one. I've watched some like speed runs of it and it like A was really cool and B made me just feel really bad. Yeah, some like I would say that that level made me feel like a speedrunner, even mm. when I died a hundred times. Sure. Well, you're moving so fast in it if like the wind is in your direction, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. And there, in a lot of those levels, especially that wind one, you will make so many jumps and dodges and grabs and all this stuff without ever touching the ground, which makes me feel like one of those people who plays the Super Mario Maker levels that just looks like pandemonium. Oh yeah. Where I look at those and I'm like, oh man, I could not do that. Uh, but being able to do that in Celeste, the the reward of it is so gratifying. Uh, I just like everything that keeps doing. It's a, it's a good fucking video game. It is. So out. the so the news that came out is the uh, Matt Thompson. I think that's his name, right? Matt makes games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they I he and his team are making DLC for that free DLC, mm. which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think we've known about that, but not necessarily like a scope. Yes. So we didn't know scope. He generally, the release window before was like basically Q1 2019. And uh, in the article, he says um, he doesn't want to give us a date for when they will be done because he said as the project grew in scope, they blew past every one of their internal dates. Yeah. Internal goals. I I feel like that happens. I, I would honestly rather them just be like, hey, it's still coming instead of just giving us a date and just continually missing it. Yeah. Totally. I'll be I'll be here whenever it arrives. Sure. You know, like that game is good enough to where it's like, yeah, just do whatever you want. Totally. And it's free. So, yeah, absolutely. What am like, I going to be upset about? Oh, no, you have to download a patch. Cool. <laughs> right. Like you can play other stuff and then that just happens. And you're like, hey, cool. More Celeste, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, the new the new content is going to be past the final level. It's just I think it's a new area as far as I can understand. I imagine it's going to incorporate new mechanics and uh more challenges involving the old mechanics but uh the the words that they use are that there are over a hundred new levels fuck yeah that's crazy because fuck the game yeah. only has nine levels plus nine hard well levels. i think are they what are they using for to describe levels don't know but a hundred for free because i don't know if that means crazy. like a screen is a level um because they said I, I was reading something somewhere uh, that somebody, I'm being very specific tonight, yeah. uh, said that, like, I think the summit had this number of levels in it, which is chapter eight, I think, because mm-hmm. this DLC is chapter nine or whatever. Uh, yeah. It, well, I might check that out. I might see if I can find, if if that's how they define levels, mm-hmm. because that's still a lot of content. That's still a lot of content. And uh, for free, you can't really be For free, it, like, and they said, because this is af- obviously after you've beaten the game, so sure. you're, you're only going to play this stuff after you've learned the ropes mm-hmm. uh they said that it's i assume all of it is going to be harder than the hardest content they have now which like Great. you know what bring it on because i am going to be i am these hard modes and i'll I be will, excited I am for looking more. forward to trying it 
and listening to the music and inevitably watching somebody else beat it. I tell you what, here's what we're going to do. Just like last week, we will stream that stuff together. Okay, perfect. Um, Here's what we're going to do. We're going to, I'm going to play the game. We're going to have the PlayStation camera on. Great. We're going to have a mic set up. Excellent. And you're going to play a game with chat. Perfect. You're going to roll out with something because I know you can do it and come up with some fun bullshit to ask people and to get responses. Okay, great. Sounds good. All right. Twitch.tv slash GG Kansas City. Uh, cool. That Check actually sounds like a whole lot of fun. I don't know when we're going to do it. Cause it. It's really whenever this comes out. Yeah. And it'll probably be the Wednesday before or after. Or, or something. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? We'll figure it out. Schedules are weird. Uh, but I'm excited. We, uh, for those of you who don't know, we usually have a Wednesday weekly here in Kansas City. And last week it didn't happen. Uh, or we didn't have a physical meetup. But what we did instead was uh, you and I got together, bought a PlayStation camera. Yep. And played a bunch of party games like we normally would. So we played Bro Force and uh, Lethal League. And, God, Lethal uh, League is good. Oh, yeah, that's pretty League cool. I was thinking about that a lot uh, after same. we played it. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, yeah. We, so we, so that's pretty cool. Ugh. So anyway, yeah, that stuff's cool. Uh, I would love to do more of that. I really had a good time doing it. It was good. It was a good time. Uh, speaking of uh, games with weird release dates, except in this case, the opposite, where a game I did not expect to come out as soon as it is, is coming out as soon as it is. Uh, Death Stranding's coming out this year? Question mark? Uh, that And that's like the most solid thing we actually like <laughs> actually know about. It. Yeah, I, I will say. So Death Stranding put up a nine minute trailer. Yeah, they did. Uh, I was here for fucking all of it. I saw that I was it, like I was taking a second during my work day and I was like, oh, new trailer popped it open. It was like eight minutes and 40 seconds or something like that. I'm like, I'm gonna save this for later. <laughs> so I watched it. Oh, God, where did I watch it? I don't remember where I watched it. It might have been. I think I watched it at work, actually. Sorry, boss, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but I was just that game looks so fucking cool. Like, I, I loved all the trailers and everything leading up to this point and everything, but they very much felt, like, cryptic for the sake of being cryptic. This one seemed still pretty cryptic, but less cryptic. I know this is all just, like, Kojima's MO. Right. But I, I'm i in. Like, I was in before, because I am just a big, diehard Kojima fanboy. Are like, you, I think Metal Gear Solid fucking rules. Would you call yourself Die Hardman? Oh, <laughs> So there's a. Yes, I'm, I would, Thomas. I'm gonna look it up right now. There's a cast of characters. Yeah, this, this uh, new thing is and known. Stacked. It is. Uh, it's new and known characters with their names and a little thing, all Kojima style, where he introduces them like it's a movie. Of course, it's, it's a nine minute movie of the game. But God, man, what I, can you do? I fucking love that trailer. Fuck. You should uh, go watch the trailer if you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, I'm probably. It's, I'm when we go on break. I'm probably gonna watch. It's really part of that good. Again. Have you seen it yet? Oh yeah, I've, seen okay, it. I've, great. I've watched it like one and a half times. Okay, great. It's it's fucking good. Uh, so it's, it's good. cool. There's it's weird as hell. Um, the thing that cracks me up is Kojima doesn't like metaphors. No, he is the most literal motherfucker. No, in it he straight up says he's like America is trash. Basically, he's like there's it, there's nothing left. You know, yeah, you're he, ruling over nothing, he is, and it, it's he, because people built walls, and he, that's bad. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> Like as much as I don't, I think it's really, you can tell that he's inspired by like he grew up. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or like his kind of directing production style is from watching like those like shitty military movies from like the 80s with like the big oh, tough dude and like bro. all of that stuff is like very... Like there is zero subtext at all. No, like, after watching everything is a bunch of Metal Gear out. Solid one and two, yeah, I want to say, yeah, it's like, oh, this, yeah, this guy grew up. Like you can tell exactly what movies he liked, and it's fucking great. Oh my god, it's so great. In video games, there is no one else like him. I There's nobody. Agree. Like he is the one. Like I'm sure that game is going to play fine, just because of I'm basing it off of how fucking well Metal Gear Solid Five played. Like that game is mm-hmm. so good gameplay wise. But he is like the only developer, or like I don't want to say he's the only person working on this game because that's not the case at all. There's a ton of people working on this, mm-hmm. but the games that come out with his names attached to them, I feel like they're the only ones that I can ever really give a pass that I know are like full video games that you can like really kind of interact with that aren't like something you would see like a Telltale put out or like David Cage or something like that put out at Quantic Dream. He's the only one that I could just be like, yeah, honestly, just. I don't care if the gameplay's bad. I just really need to see this through. Yeah. Like, if Death Stranding was just a movie, I would be there in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah, I'd check it out. Um, yeah, I, I was going to say David Cage is, like, the closest thing to them. Like, uh, they're like the Quentin Tarantinos of, of gaming in that, like, anytime you see any of their work, you're like, oh, this is definitely this person, and it's not like anybody else. But even Quentin Tarantino has things in common with other sure. uh, directors. But in, in the industry at large, video games doesn't have as many Quentin Tarantinos as the film industry. Yeah, I, f- I feel like you don't really see a ton of, quote, like, rock star producers. Like, there's a few names that pop out. Like, you have, like, Kojima's one. David Cage is a name that people know. Uh, else we got Suda51 is one of my personal favorites because he's also just kind of a different breed of batshit insane. Who? He did Killer7, Let It Die did the no more heroes games you can basically look at any one of his uh, games and tell that no his more heroes is like the that. pixely looking one i think no. i own that one it was I on the wii know. i have no idea then i'll i'll show it to you it's a trip i should check it out uh yeah no like it's it's fucking cool fuck <laughs> i'm really excited for death stranding like and i i was going in but Man, and I know they said, uh, well, at least like some reports, like Jason Trier again uh, came out and talked about how he's like, yeah, like this is going to be coming out this November, which he basically quote leaked a few hours before the release date trailer went up. But uh, I think he said that the original plan was uh, Sony was going to have The Last of Us Part Two come out this fall and Death Stranding come out next spring, but apparently they swapped. Which I'm honestly super cool with. Like, give me. Wait, so say that one more done. So, Last of Us Part Two uh-huh. is now reportedly or rumored, according to him, who is a pretty trustworthy source. Yeah. Um, 
it is now supposed to be coming out early 2020. So like spring okay, 2020. That makes sense. Yeah. And the first last of us came out in like June of 2013. So that's not really Man, kind of unheard of, but that's a long time. Sony can also just put out any one of their games at any time. And it's just kind of, it's going to have that. It's going to have a splash. That first yeah. party for sure. See, I'm really, really excited about that. Uh, uh, that's super cool. Yeah. Everybody go watch the trailer. It is Kojima's book. Uh, yeah, uh, this will be cool because this will actually be my first time playing a Kojima game. Because really, yeah, I'm on board with the you weirdness. Are in for something, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, should, I am. You should play Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh, I'm not going to. Okay, but I'm going to continue. It's a good game. I, I believe it. I own it. Okay, <laughs> actually, great. I think I got it for free. Oh, was it the PlayStation Plus gold one? or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah I got that uh, too. Gold. That's funny, man. Even when I describe my PlayStation controller these days, when I'm trying to tell someone else to play, I still say A and B and X and Y, yeah. even though I haven't played a system I like that, that in with ages. Other systems, but with like X and Square and Triangle mm-hmm. and all that. Man, so jumping over the Switch hurts me. Oh, it, yeah. I, I struggle so I'm bad. Sure it does. Uh, and I'm going to struggle for a long time. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that. Uh, I will continue to watch people play. I watch Giant Bomb's run of Metal Gear Scanlon. They're uh, fantastic. Metal Gear really good. But I know that like watching those in 2019 is exactly how I want to consume that series because there's so much going on. And what, like specifically Giant Bomb's Metal Gear Scanlon with Drew Scanlon and Dan Riker. Mm-hmm. I get to see a new person experience it after the fact, which is how I'm experiencing it. And I get to hear a veteran talk about the Easter eggs and the things that happened when the game was released. So things that had to do with advertising and zeitgeist and all this stuff. Or the fact that you had to fucking plug in your controller to the second port in the mm-hmm. first game. Yeah. That was so fucking cool. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that that will always be one of the most remarkable interactive gaming experiences. That kind of stuff is why I just really like Kojima's creative direction because he always does really weird things with the medium that you he never He had expect. a game that was basically on Game Boy. I fucking get what the actual system is on. So it was Boktai, a, are you talking about Boktai? Uh, I don't know. The one with the sun? Yes, the one with the Bok- sun. Yeah, Boktai. God damn. Crazy. Oh my God. It, had, I, it had that thing on it. I don't know if you know this it. about me, Thomas, but I fucking love Boktai too. That's I, one of my favorite games of all time. I think I've heard you say that. It's I, I so got, good. I didn't oh realize that that was that Fuck. game. Okay, okay, look. Don't get me started. Uh, well, all I had to say about that, if people don't know, is uh, it has one of those things your calculator has, one of those solar panels. So by like, the game had a mechanic where you had to get the sun to shine on it to do a thing. Which is crazy, but God. we should save we should t- save this later because I would love to hear more about that game. We have too much to talk about. We have way too much to talk about. Uh, another big thing that uh, kind of got announced and revealed and all of that stuff is uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yes, uh, the remake, remaster. Yeah, it's uh, I think just a soft reboot of the like Modern Warfare mm-hmm. franch sub franchise in Call of Duty. I'm doing like hand gestures, but obviously none of you can see me. Uh, yeah, well, that it, we'll get new hardware for that. It, it seems to be after kind of watching the trailer and looking at a few of the kind of previews, because I guess it was shown off during a presentation at E3 Judges Week. Uh, it seems to be kind of a more grounded, almost fucked up take on, hey, war is really bad. Like, sometimes this shit is not good. Like, there was a scene in, like, the single player where you are going after these terrorists and you are basically infiltrating just a house and there's a woman in there who is, like, related to these terrorists and, like, she reaches into the crib and you don't know if she's picking up a baby or a gun and, like, you have to make those kind of, like, split-second decisions. Okay. Yeah, it seems really dark. Like, the way I had it... The way I heard it described that kind of resonated with me was, did you play Modern Warfare 2? I did. Uh, it, it felt like 
that was actually my first Call of Duty game. Really? Really? Well, that's not totally true, but for our purposes, it is. Okay. So uh, I, I played Modern Warfare 2. Did you play the campaign of Modern Warfare 2? Oh, yeah. Okay. So it very much seems like they're wanting to do an entire campaign that makes you feel like the no Russian mission does. Man, that hurts. Yeah. That hurts my heart. It does. That's going to be tough. And I've, I've seen some interesting kind of takes on it uh just from kind of having read what happens and like getting different people's opinions uh there were a few people out there who were just like i have no interest in playing this game because i served in like wars and i just cannot do that like it just hit too close to home or i just don't like the idea of it kind of maybe potentially glorifying the sort of thing or there were some people who were talking about like they were suddenly very interested in like a, a call of duty game like they never had been before because it's doing something different and it's like mm-hmm. it's, it's i'm into that the, stuff yeah it's portraying it in a way that you would not expect a video game to do it especially call of duty yeah i get so when i played modern warfare yeah it was two um i i distinctly remember the conversation i had with my mom because she actually bought the game for me mm-hmm. for christmas she bought uh the special edition xbox 360 that there was Modern Warfare 2, so it came with the game. I had seen a lot of Modern Warfare 1, but not the whole thing. And actually, to this day, I can't even remember if I played all of it. It's a good game. Uh, it's well, a good game. Oh, it is a good game. I remember playing uh, the Sniper Mission. Oh, that's um, a really good one. And All gillied up. That's yeah, a, that stuff's crazy. The, the game uh, has plenty of... Kiss. Yeah, has plenty of really good things to offer. Uh, but I would say that Modern Warfare 2 is one of my favorite video game campaigns of all time it's really good it's I really, really good like Modern Warfare 2. i thought the first one in my opinion hit a little harder or like resonated mm-hmm. with me a little bit more but i thought twos was great it was great but i remember talking to my mom uh she said she said something like i don't like how this is glorifying war or something like mm. it's something to that effect and you know i liked that and i was like oh my gosh like she was like but did this just makes people want to go to war. And I was like, no, not me. Like I see this and I'm like, this is why war sucks. Like imagine if you having to be in this situation. Like I, I like the games that portray it as like, man, doesn't war suck because mm-hmm. war fucking sucks. Yeah. Like nobody should want to ever go to war. So like to portray war as a bad thing is a good thing. So yeah. I, I saw that stuff, whether it was the no Russia mission, which was crazy, mm-hmm. uh, or the rest of the game where just everybody around you is dying but it's in a modern setting. It's not like uh, Halo One, where you, the you know, the God Soldier, sure, uh, escape, but everyone else dies. Um, you know, it's like, hey, you are in the trenches, so to speak, and and everything's bad. Like mm-hmm. people are just dying because this is what happens in war. Of course, you're killing a lot more people than are getting killed on your side. Um, but I find a lot more intrigue in the stories that portray war as like a bad thing. Because, I mean, personally, I think war's terrible, and I think that everybody should. Uh, but I think that's way more interesting than just showing a strong strong guy soldier dude. Oh, I, I completely agree with you. Ass um, I One of the other things that was kind of touched on in some of the previews is, like, there's a scene where, like, your character goes into a flashback, and you play the flashback, and you are a literal child and like soldiers are attacking your home and you like things happen that I'm not going to get into because it's not only like just really fucked up and dark, but I I don't know if that's going to be like any sort of spoiler for anything. I imagine not, but I, I don't really want to get into it, but it's not great. Uh, And I might, I think that stuff is interesting. My concern is whether or not they're going to be able to pull it off. Yeah. Uh, Because it's going to be weird. I know they've talked about 
for this one also having like everything is going to be this like one seamless experience which i don't understand how you're going to kind of like like, it's going to i i I could be like kind of paraphrasing from something that i heard elsewhere but like everything is going to be linked between like the campaign and the multiplayer and any other mode they decide to have in here from what i have heard uh but i really don't like that sound that kind of stuff works in a single player but it's really tough to kind of translate that into a multiplayer and still be able to slap a call of duty tag on it mm-hmm. because those games are very much about like run out into an open area or like run out into like this hallway, shoot a couple of dudes, die, respawn, keep going. Like right. it kind of desensitizes and like death doesn't mean anything. in those Right. Right. You just immediately you're right back. And yeah. I'm interested to see if they do anything with that at all, because I feel like that's going to kind of really take away from whatever points they're trying what to if make they had, in single player. I really liked Mass Effect 3 had, uh, and this is a pro and a con of the game, mm. but Mass Effect 3 incorporated the multiplayer yeah, into yeah. the game. And of course, Mass Effect 3 was the only one of the Mass Effect trilogy that had multiplayer. Um, I found it interesting the way they did it, and I have all sorts of opinions on that stuff. But uh, it would be remarkable. Like, I like the idea of it, and I wish more games found a way to, to incorporate that in a way that felt good. It would be interesting if they basically put you into a multiplayer situation where you like your lives mattered. So like, if you didn't have a good KD, you know, kill death ratio maybe there would be some penalty or maybe the games that you're thrown into are different in some way like i don't know i'd be interested if they had even if it wasn't like a just a pvp thing Mm -hmm. maybe if they had like spec ops mode where you can go in with two to four allies yeah and then if you actually had a stat tracker that affected the single player experience like you're saying how it was linked yeah, um, kind, if, of like if, a, kind of like the galactic readiness in Mass Effect 3. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying, yeah. I I mean, I can't see them launching a Call of Duty without a PvP mode, because that's oh, what 100%. anybody buys it for. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're not they're not going to have zombies, I read. Yeah, I, I read that there's just no zombies mode in here, but I also did see that they are making a big push for the fact that it is going to be completely cross-play. Oh, I forgot about which that. Which is super, cross-play being cross-platform. Cross-platform between huge. PC and consoles. Yeah, which Everything. is awesome. And I also read there was like a clarification point made that it's going to be like Fortnite does where it's input-based. So if you're playing on a console with a mouse and keyboard, you're going to get matched up with people on a mouse and keyboard. That's crucial. And I completely agree with you. Um, so I'm interested to see if they also kind of like spin that off. Like if, that, if you look at like the success of Fortnite or any of the other kind of big mobile it doesn't even necessarily have to be a battle royale because like they kind of did their battle royale thing and it obviously came and went kind of yeah. just as fast but i am interested to see that happen um i am excited for the fact that if call of duty's doing it that it feels like just the floodgates are completely fucking opened totally like that is just going to be a big thing that people are going to be doing next generation which i'm yeah. very <laughs> excited about i don't think call of duty uh exactly paves the way for they're, they're not the ones breaking ground on stuff, but once they tend to adopt something, right. everybody does. They, they aren't the first, but I would say with them doing this, I would consider in, in at least like a quote, like traditional gaming space or what you think of like the big, like annual releases, them doing it's a big fucking deal. Yeah. 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 For such a huge franchise to, to be doing crossplay. Oh, that's exciting. It I'm, I'm ready for these is. barriers to become weaker and weaker. You know, where's Kojima? Something about walls being yeah, bad. Right. 
the uh, the connections are weakened. Yeah. We need to strengthen our connections. A um, couple more quick things. I don't want to spend too much time going into them because we're already like 40 minutes into the show and we still have to do E3 predictions. Lol. Uh, there's a big Pokemon press conference. By big, I mean weird Pokemon press conference this past week. Pokemon weird. Um, it was really hard for me to like pay a ton of attention to it because like immediately as it started, we just got out of a fucking terrifying tornado warning. And yeah. So, like we were like taking shelter and we got back in here and then I was like, oh, the Pokemon press conference is on. Does it even matter anymore? I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because I, I didn't realize that was happening until the next day right so like the stuff they went through wasn't super groundbreaking and obviously this episode is going up uh wednesday the 5th which as of the time this goes up if not like an hour or two after it goes up there's a pokemon sword and shield direct oh yeah isn't it which is going to yeah, be going yeah. into details for that game those games which i'm fucking here for uh but they talked about a few new initiatives uh notably being one of them is called pokemon home which i am 1000 percent fucking here for where you can take your pokemon from your pokemon bank which is like their cloud storage implementation system it was like five dollars a year on the 3ds all of those 3ds games they could all talk to each other through the bank and then also pokemon go and then also let's go and sword and shield it basically is all going to a you can store your pokemon in the cloud and like communicate with other trainers and trade pokemon and do whatever you can in that app through pokemon home just on your phone and so you can it's take cool. your pokemon from everywhere currently to everywhere forever like yeah so once you catch one going forward you got it right like which is super smart and because of that i've started playing pokemon go again because i'm like i need more fucking pokemon i just, <laughs> I just have to do this like man. i yeah th- this does actually make me want to kind of jump in to some degree i kind of got lost after pokemon uh go came out mm-hmm. because i was like this isn't even pokemon you know, it's, it's not, but I think it's kind of spun off into its own different thing that still works really well. Yeah, and plenty of people like it, so they don't they don't even need to like stop doing it or even do it differently. Sure, because uh, yeah, there's plenty of other stuff fun, I can play. Thomas, all right. <laughs> yeah, and there's plenty of stuff I other stuff I could play anyway, like Let's Go, right. for example. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's super cool because I while I did fall off that train, not that I was playing a lot of Pokemon anyway. Um, I I played the original series and then Gold Silver, and then I went back and played Fiery Red. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really liked going back with new systems into the old content that I liked. And this cloud system really bridges the gap of me being able to use like new stuff with the OG Pokemon that I like. Or, you know, being able to drop a specific Pokemon I love, even just a type. Now, you know, even if it's not the, the Lantern that I took to level 60 or something. Even if I went and caught a new one that's level 20 or something... And then pull it over to another game just because I wanted to have it there, you know, where maybe in that game I wouldn't be able to catch that Pokemon at all or I wouldn't be able to catch it till later or something. Right. I like that. It yeah. allows you to play with your favorite Pokemon yeah, instead of just... actually something the later games have gotten into. Like in Sun and Moon, they took out the necessity for HMs. Like you don't teach your Pokemon yeah. moves anymore. Crucial. You get this like cool ride pager to where if you want to go like on, if you want to fucking you don't get a bicycle you just ride a tauros everywhere or oh you don't need to teach him fly because you just press a button and a fucking charizard comes pick you up and then you go and fly to another town (laughs) it's fucking great but it also charizards get a lot nicer oh totally it also lets you build your team how you want to which is kind of the point of pokemon like you're just going on this adventure with your buddies and now Mm -hmm. you don't have to have one of your buddies that is essentially a work slave which is fucked up pokemon's already kind of fucked up we don't need more of it it is <laughs> uh, another thing they were talking about, uh, which is 
hilarious and wholesome at the same time. I'm more on the wholesome side. Uh, mm. Is Pokemon Sleep? Yes. Uh, which is basically a they're essentially using Pokemon to gamify getting a good night's sleep. We've like, all played a Pokemon or Zelda game that says, "Hey, are you sure you don't want to save and like go outside?" Yeah. And, you know, and now you can go be outside social. and still play Pokemon while you're outside and fucking sleeping heck yeah i can't wait for pokemon grave where uh they basically you can just like grind pokemon uh, whenever you're dead mm. that's gonna be great it'll but be like, like uh pokemon ancestry yeah you pass it on oh that I, son this is time. this is my level 80 pokemon he, he was my favorite but i could never level him to 81 i didn't want to he's now yours that's uh that's actually really heartwarming i'm not gonna lie to you it's uh, gonna happen and like with pokemon home you can do yeah, stuff you, like that you know like that you can just pass your like account onto this person uh this is so goofy but i actually think about this stuff a lot uh people made jokes that like in the nursing homes when like our generation is old you're gonna have like D D going on you're gonna have uh people playing world of warcraft mm-hmm. um people are gonna be playing pokemon oh, fuck people yeah. are actually going to be in the nursing home and playing pokemon with each other pokemon is actually the biggest media franchise in the world like it has made the most money of any media franchise ever second to like hello kitty like hello kitty is second and like Crazy. star wars is like fourth or fifth you know the highest grossing uh movie for a long time in the world in china like china specifically but mm-hmm. as a result in the world was like garfield 2 really yeah oh man that's awesome oh what a what a ridiculous thing <laughs> they must really hate mondays over there they do but they love cats yeah uh so that's that's kind of mostly it they did show off some cool pokemon shirts they're 90 dollars. i'm gonna buy them but i don't really need to take up a whole lot of time what yeah they're like okay i guess we're talking about this uh they're like custom made like dress nice shirts are they made out of like charizard leather There's, or what uh 151 patterns each one of them is based off of the original 151. They're all really cool and like really nice and look like they're really high quality. They've already been out. They in Japan. better be. They're ninety dollars. Well, they're custom made. Like you pick, like okay, I want this pattern on the pocket or like the the outside of the collar, the inside of the collar. You're building a shirt from scratch, and then they like make it and like tailor it to your size. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Oh, I'm buying one. You best <laughs> fucking believe that Magic Art pattern is fresh as fuck. Oh my gosh, it's good. It's I real bet good. it's good. Um, and then uh, last, uh, Cuphead's coming to the Tesla. Yeah, like the car. <laughs> that's cool. I guess you can play the first area, you know, the first zone. Yeah, uh, but you have to have a a USB, like a micro USB controller. So you have to have like an Xbox mm-hmm. or a Xbox or a PlayStation controller. Because that's going to get people feeling real nice and happy before they go on a drive. Right, because it's so easy. That's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a funny thing. It, it is. It's it completely out of left field, but also I'm like kind of just, yeah, sure, fuck it. I'm I, here for this. I don't even know? use Twitter, and I've known for a long time that Elon Musk has talked extensively yeah, on Twitter on the Tesla. about cu- liking Cuphead. Yeah. And then, yeah, so talking about that, the, the uh, operating system can't hold a lot of memory because, you know, it's not supposed to. So you can only play. Yeah, it's a car. So the only the first level of Cuphead is on there. But I saw that headline from IGN. I was like, "We live in the future." Oh yeah, <laughs> you can play video games on your car, not in your car, on your car. All right, so let's go ahead and take a break because we're hitting it about f- almost forty-eight minutes here, and we oh. have not taken a break, and we still need to get through predictions. We're in it for the long haul. We sure are. So hope you guys are too, and we'll see you here in a bit. Hey everyone, this is Greg from Red Shirts and Runabouts. We're the resident Star Trek podcast as part of the Heroes Podcast Network group. If you love Star Trek and things science fiction, we're definitely the show for you. Join us every Thursday as we talk about Star Trek Discovery, the new Picard show, 
and other ongoing content and new creations from the Star Trek universe. If you want to find us, search Red Shirts and Runabouts podcast on Apple and Google Play. And if you want to interact with us as a host, you can find us at Red Shirts Pod on Twitter. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, so we are currently in pre-3. E3, as of this recording, is going to be, at least the press conferences are going to be well underway. Uh, but this time, I think Square Enix will have started an hour ago because it's about nine o'clock central time. But uh, we wanted to go ahead and just kind of give our quick predictions for certain things that we would see at E3. Um, I also put a couple of ones in here that I don't think are actually going to happen, but a boy can dream. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. We're just going to go in order of press conference or, in this case, live stream, uh, starting with EA. And well, kind of what you're definitely going to go in order. I'm going to try to... <laughs> I'm going to try to say the right things that I think go in the right. Great. Uh, if you if you just see one at the end that you missed, just throw it in well, there. Well, my problem, I'm, I'm you're going to be like, okay, Square Enix, and I'll be like, all right, is this Death Stranding? <laughs> so uh, for EA, um, they went through and already kind of like, hey, we're going to show off Jedi Fallen Order at this point, and here's some Apex Legends news. Here's some Battlefield Five stuff. Like they already have everything like segmented out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only have a couple of things because I couldn't really think of a whole lot because they kind of really spelled out a whole lot of what they're going to see, and I don't really, I personally don't see them kind of deviating from their schedule. Yeah. Uh, so I put that uh, Apex. They're going to show off more of the season two battle pass, which they've already said, and they're going to add two legends, and all of the skins are going to be fucking cool which is going to be kind of different from last time where it seemed like nobody really liked them. Uh, I think there's going to be no new map that they're adding, but I think they're going to do like four. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Night does where they're just like constantly updating and changing Kings Canyon. And I also think that they're going to think. have something added in that's like super overtly tied to Titanfall. Like something to do with like a Titan or a pilot or somebody that has been in one of the previous games. Yeah. Uh, I would like, I know they have the new Jedi Fallen Order yes. coming up, which is Respawn. So you've mm-hmm. got Respawn working on that game. You've got Respawn working on Apex Legends. Wow, I just realized they're pulling double shifts on this E3 showing. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, and as much as I'd like to see another actual Titanfall thing, because they've said that Titanfall 3 is not, like, dead. Yeah, Titanfall 3 turned into Apex Legends. Yeah. So, But they've also said that actual Titanfall 3 is not not happening yeah just that it's not their focus right now and i understand that like they've oh, got totally. the star wars game to finish like Apex, i mean just for them doing two you know? full triple a projects sure is a huge change sure. i mean and you know apex was announced and dropped at the same time and that was on that was this year right i mean i think that was february or something uh maybe God, i'm right that on was there. this year holy shit yeah so they only just as far as the public is concerned only just started working on you know, double shifts, uh, having two AAAs run at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine they're about to try to even tease Titanfall 3. I, I would be completely shocked. I'm, I would I would not expect to see that at all. Not maybe. at all. F- 
fucking diehard Titanfall fan as we have covered on this show many <laughs> times, but I I'm I'm okay with them just doing what they want to do because Respawn's a good developer. Totally. Like they're a talented team. They I and think I they make really good decisions with their games. Continue to appreciate that uh, EA has given them creative freedom. Um, sure. Like over... they're not doing fr- they're not on Frostbite, which says just volumes about kind of the level of freedom that they're being given. Yeah, they Microsoft has really been pushing for Frostbite for a long time. EA. Uh, yeah, yeah. What did I say? Microsoft. Microsoft. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I hope I do hope we see more stuff from Apex Legends. I wasn't even thinking about them doing the model like of Fortnite where they change Kings Canyon mm-hmm. like that. And I think it'll also be slower pace as far as updates go because I know they have said like we're not updating as fast as Fortnite because we don't want to kill our team. Yeah. You know, which is a good thing. Uh, know, cool I really it. hope. Honestly, my biggest thing I do hope since you said that that they alter the map. Um, and set it would be cool if they set a precedent now to start doing that mm-hmm. uh, what I would really like to see and I think I actually expect is them announcing a new mode because you know when you're at least is on PlayStation one of predictions that is one of my predictions Ooh. because when you see somebody playing when you see a friend playing Apex it says playing 3v3 or you know threes on Kings Canyon. Oh, I guess it does say that, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like, uh, you know, they're they're. I'm pretty sure they're going to release a new character at the end of this season, which I don't even remember when it's over. Maybe there's like a month left in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there will for sure be a new character. There will for sure be a new weapon. Which the rumor I heard. This is totally just stuff I heard from people in the game. I don't have any article to point to, but I heard it's going to be like an energy shotgun. Which I know not everybody loves rad. the energy weapons, but I'm. I'm kind of into That'd them. Be rad. Yeah, I like I like they make good shotguns. They do. They do their, make their good shotguns. Shotguns always feel good. Uh, you know what's funny? I actually really like the Mozambique now. When I find it, I immediately go for a fight because I figured out how to use it. So Great. that's fun because that game or that gun used to be like the meme gun. To a lot of people, it still is. But uh, so because it says threes on Kings Canyon, it seems like they must have already been working on the framework. Because otherwise, when you see somebody, it would just say playing in king's Canyon, right because it offers up a mode type in the preview i expect that they'll drop another mode very soon and very soon is e3 because if they don't do that at e3 that is a big announcement sure that's a big announcement e3 is the first big one since release right like the first really big time of the year uh because i mean there have been smaller conventions and stuff there's even been gdc but that was right after release and stuff anyway i suspect a new game mode i really hope we get it i would love to see anything else yeah. uh, i really like what it has right now but i would just love to see more yeah I, i'm excited to see them kind of take that apex legends framework and do some really cool stuff with it mm-hmm. um the second prediction and last one i have for ea is that they're going to jokingly hint at skate 4 but they're not going to show anything about it because that seems like the most ea move possible at this point do you think somebody will wear a t-shirt that says oh 100 on it like how something? like uh sean Layden did at one of the playstation things where he walked out in a crash bandicoot shirt yeah. and said nothing dude never forget oh my god like i i feel like and this it's gonna sound like me just shit talking ea but I mean, I feel like it's an easy a, thing to how do. How do you do, fellow kids, and just like say skate four, skate four? Because like there's this thing where people like go on all their social media things and just comment skate, skate four, four, skate four, skate four. Just like acknowledge that, but do nothing with it. Yes. So yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with that. Do you have anything else for EA or yeah EA? Not uh, so, um, I know EA does Battlefront. Yes. EA also does Battlefield, they right? Do. 
Yes. Okay, uh, it seems like we're due for another Battlefield game. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't heard about one in a while since uh, one. So I, five, I don't even know what so, number we're on, dude. Yeah, Naming so, and numbering conventions are stupid. So five came out last year, but <laughs> and like, I'm mad about it. Enough, they're they have a segment of their stream this year dedicated to probably more Battlefield Five content. Really? Yeah, which is okay. wild. Uh, well, good for them. Otherwise, I didn't know that. I, otherwise, I, I saw somebody else mention it. And uh, before the end of this, I can give that person credit when I find out who it was. Uh, but they said a bad company could be on the horizon. Or at oh, least yes. they were that looking was, That to. was on Twitter, I believe. Let me pull that up because I think that's my boy, Evan Jordan. Uh, yeah, that would be cool. Uh, bad Company is actually the only Battlefield game I've seen my friend play and thought I could play this too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that Evan Jordan on Twitter says, I think we may see a new Battlefield Bad Company game from EA. Um, what I would love to see is a Dead Space remastered, which would fucking rule. Uh, a new skate entry. I Lol. love you, Evan. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> uh, the return of SSX. Fuck yes. Yeah. SSX is so cool. Uh, uh, I, I was, I'll hold you real quick. I yep. saw a Hard Times article that was like something like, uh, 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 what's the bit? Well, it doesn't matter. It was like so-and-so awaits uh, like the re-release of or, or like the release of the next big Tony Hawk game. And it was like one of the bands that was made famous. Oh, Goldfinger. Yeah, I yeah it was Goldfinger. And yeah. I was like, man, this is the truth. <laughs> yeah, so he also like had some other ones that uh, he sprinkled in for some of the other conferences. And I'll get to those whenever we get to that. Cool. So uh, I could play an SSX, SSX game. God, I, I, um, would, I never mm, actually played them. I only watched are, my friends play them and they had cool, cool music. I, I always described it to people as what burnout does to driving. Uh, and it makes it like super like high intensity fun like super over the top that's a good that's response. that's exactly what ssx does for snowboarding you know i did SSX play tricky is one of my favorite games it's uh, so good that's the one i've listened to the soundtrack for a lot it's so good oh my god uh I, I played i think on dreamcast my yeah it was definitely on dreamcast my buddy and i used to play a skate uh snowboarding game um on the dreamcast i would have to go look it up i'd have to look up gameplay because i don't even know what the hell that was called that's the only snowboarding game I've ever played, mm-hmm. and it felt pretty arcadey, and I was really into it. That, like with those kinds of games, the more arcadey, the better. Like we I felt that more, with Burnout, some more fucking snowboarding games, just period. Period. Like Steep yeah. came out, and people seemed all right on that. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's all I had for EA. Do you have anything else for EA? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, moving on to Microsoft. Um, to start that up, I have that Rocksteady is going to announce the new their new game finally, and it is not a Batman game. Uh, yeah, I think I heard rumors a while ago that somebody was like, Batman, Batman, and they were like, nah. Yeah, and I obviously did not see that. Um, This was a while ago. This was months ago at this point. Uh, I remember there was like the running thing going around that they were working on a Superman game, but I think that was like largely debunked without being like officially debunked. Mm -hmm. But Rocksteady is a good studio and they've been quiet for a long ass time. Yeah. And I'd really like to see them like see what they're kind of working on and really kind of the biggest player right now that would kind of be receptive to that would be the Microsoft stage because Sony's not there. So yeah. I feel like it's just the ball is just completely for this E3. The ball is absolutely in Microsoft's court. Uh, it is. And I think 14 was the magic number I saw of studios that have showings at Microsoft. Yeah, they said like 14 first party things like in development, which is awesome. Yeah, because they Good bought up them. studios they need that really bad over the past few years. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm super into that. And like we had spoken about earlier, uh, there's a lot of support for indies and all sorts of stuff now. Not that um, even the majority of the studios that they bought up were remotely indie. Sure. Um, but, man, I'm, I'm all about it. There's well, they're not just, indie now because they're well, owned by 
Microsoft, but <laughs> right. I get what you're saying. Right. It's, it's funny that the definition of an indie game is really muddy now because like I use indie to describe a style of game, but not the literal definition sure. of what yeah. an independent game is. Um, so yeah, I forget that I have to <laughs> right. yeah. think about no, that that's, because that's cool. words matter mm-hmm. and, and it's tough to t- see what, what that stuff actually means today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just interested in well-supported new, not even new IP, but like this, uh, Sinnoh's sacrifice people. Yeah. Hellblade. Uh, uh, Ninja, Ninja theory. theory. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm interested in what they've got going on, like, and what Microsoft is doing with the studios like them, where um, they're allowing creative freedom, you know, so they say, uh, but they're really just providing backing the way a company like Microsoft should. Yeah, I think they're, they're, saying, they're seeing what made kind of Sony so successful this generation with just like, like fucking Dreams was announced when the PS4 was announced, and it yeah. still isn't technically out in 1.0, mm-hmm. but any other big studio or like any other big company would have absolutely canceled that project by now. Oh, a hundred percent. Like you heard nothing about it from when the PS4 got announced to like three years ago. Yeah. Which is wild. That is wild. And yeah, absolutely. That would have gotten canned. That would have gotten kiboshed by just about anybody. Uh, So yeah, I'm just excited to see new creative teams like to see creative teams create new content that's that has a big budget now uh because it like finally i don't know what the magic you know turning point was but big companies are really starting to recognize the value in doing that yeah absolutely uh do you have any prediction for microsoft uh i'll probably think of one before the end of the show okay cool but i've got another oh oh, i think there's one um i I don't have an xbox so i don't have a dog in this fight but i heard there's gonna be uh or people want at least halo infinite information like more information on the upcoming i feel like that has to happen yeah so halo 5 came out i think like a year and a half ago halo 5 came out like a while ago yeah i i've been out of the game man yeah (laughs) uh but you know halo infinite the idea generally speaking i'm i'm i'll be up front i'm kind of ignorant about it just in general uh but the idea is to have like more of a persistent updated game instead of i'm interested to see what a halo as a live service looks like yeah because i fucking love halo and like if it's a good enough live service game that would totally keep me around like i would i really i keep telling people the only reason i would ever buy an xbox one is just to get game pass and just play the master chief collection uh man i wouldn't disagree with you on that i really wish i could play ori in the blind forest as well same same yeah one of my predictions was going to be that that is going to come to switch oh man uh but i ended up taking it off the list so you can have that one if you want yeah i'll take that one yeah i just thought of that and uh i think it's a great idea yeah it's a great idea um my second and last prediction for microsoft is xcloud they're going to show that off a little bit that's their streaming service uh they've kind of talked about it a little bit in a few like inside xbox is that the one that's not the one they're working with sony on no so this is uh, i think that's more infrastructure so this is essentially like a playstation now where you can like stream games to like your system but you can do it to like your phone or like any other device it's basically putting like the xbox platform on that and just doing like the game streaming tech to use it so that's more like what they were doing with nintendo than what they were totally, doing with Sony. totally totally uh well but that's i mean that's another reason we could well, I, as part maybe of that i would see. say they're going to show off the xcloud functionality and then they're going to say, all right, cool. It is launching at whenever, but the well, knowing them, they could be on, like, it's out now. 
I oh boy, um, I don't I, know if they're gonna do that. I mean, maybe, well, but it could be it could be ready in time. Who knows? They've been beta testing it for a while. Well, I the reason I would say that is because since they have been working with Nintendo, I know that a lot of Nintendo's mo is like, all right, you announced it and now it's live. Sure. And that's a big you know, <laughs> that's a big change because that's a Nintendo thing and not a Microsoft thing. But that would be cool if that was something that rubbed off on Microsoft. Um, as a result of that yeah, partnership. So the, the last part of that prediction is it's going to launch whenever they say it launches. I didn't pick a date because I'm a coward. Uh, Dates don't mean anything in the game industry. They kind of don't. Uh, but I'm going to say it's going to launch on mobile devices, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. Yeah. So. I'm with you we'll there. See, we'll see if that actually happens. Put um, that on your bingo card. That is, that is, I'm, I'm putting that down as one of my predictions. I'm shouting that into the void. Um, if you don't have anything else, we can move on to Bethesda. Let's do it. Cool. So for Bethesda, uh, I'm saying that there is no Elder Scrolls 6 or Starfield at all. Yes. Um, I, I bet there's no Elder Scrolls 6. Well, I don't know. I think they're going to do... So what did they do with Starfall last time? They had like a 10-second teaser. The same thing they did with Elder Scrolls. Like they were just like... They're like, look at this. Hey, it look, exists. We're kind of working on it. Don't forget like about us. probably in pre-pre-pre-production, but it, we're thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll see another one of those from Elder Scrolls 6. That'll be it. Um, because they don't have anything to lose by doing that. Uh, yeah, I just don't even know if they would do that because I, I feel like the vibe from that last year very much was just like, we've got to show this to end the show because we understand that Fallout 76 is not a secure product. No. Um, and that's, that's, that's at least looking back what it came across as to me. And I feel like yeah, they I, need to like bring I the agree. heat and kind of make right the wrong that they kind of did with that game and instead of just relying on another like motion jpeg with some music motion yeah. gif whatever yeah uh, what do you think why why do you think that starfall would not be on there i mean i, I haven't heard any rumblings about it in ages i forgot that was even a thing until you just said it so i don't think it would be there because they said a it's next generation oh, um, and yeah. i think that's too early to show that doesn't really go with their mo because yeah. I know up until last year with those two, I'm considering Starfall, Starfield, excuse me, and Elder Scrolls Six as Starfield. to be exceptions. It very much feels like they are announce, release, announce, release. Like it's a very quick turnaround like they did with Fallout. Like they announced Fallout and it came out four months later, like Fallout 4. Being yeah. Like Fallout 76, they did the same thing. Like they like to announce and release within that same year. Yeah. With the exception being like Doom and a couple of other things. Last year felt very off in terms of a Bethesda show. And I feel like they kind of wanted to get Bethesda back into that Wasn't Bethesda that had... Um, oh, what's his name? The, Andrew WK? Yeah, yeah, Andrew so, WK. Yeah, my second prediction <laughs> is there's going to be another weird concert. <laughs> yeah, I would agree I, with that. I feel like they would do that. They're the people who would do that, and I feel like they'd make mm -hmm. a, albeit kind of hilarious joke about it. Yeah. Uh, if if it would go over well, I, I mean, I would love to see, like, the band that did the Doom soundtrack on there. But I feel like if that's what it is, if, if they're going to do it, it would totally be like Mick Gordon out there just fucking shredding away like a motherfucker. Is that who? Yeah. Who, oh, that's so good. That yeah. Soundtrack I like good. that soundtrack. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I bet I bet you're totally right on. I bet they will absolutely have a band. Um, it, it cracks me up, though. Like, I think the shows are fine. And then like the last one, you know, they had Andrew WK in his band playing and you pan. And I'm like, yeah, this is cool enough. 
Yeah, you know, I was enjoying it. Like I'm not on even my couch. that I'm into like, his music, yeah, but I'm like, right. yeah, okay. Yeah. And then it pans over to the audience, and, and everyone, like, yeah, what's happening? They look like a bunch of mannequins. It's like, yo, guys, at least <laughs> smile. Like your your live music is being played before yeah, you. Like Andrew WK is kind of a cool fucking dude. Yeah. Oh it's my gosh. Party hard. But every single person in that audience. I mean, I feel like I didn't see even one person who looked happy to be there. It's like, mm-hmm. yo, guys. At least one of you has to also you like live music. Bethesda, you guys are at Bethesda's press conference. Like you had to get tickets to get into it. Right. Just pr- even pr- to pretend here. to be excited. Yeah. You, how can you be here and not be excited? Because it was. It was. But, you know. But you got to be along for the ride. Anyway, the the audience was glitchy. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Uh, the textures didn't load or something. Yeah, that sounds very yeah. familiar for Bethesda product. Anyway, do you have one uh, for Bethesda? Um. I think that they will do something with Fallout 76. They'll do a short little thing. They won't make a, that big a deal out of it, but they'll be like, hey, we're adding content. Please mm-hmm. play our game. Um, it, we, we know exactly what that game... Well, I don't want to say we know exactly because there are some friends of ours who actually play and enjoy that game. Yeah, great. And they happy they're having a good time. Me too. And um, I don't know. The game's just a service like that, like Destiny, like Fallout 76... That stuff just makes me feel weird because I just don't... I, I've told you, I've kind of been out of the game on MMOs and it's hard for me to understand the business side of it and what players actually want because MMOs in particular with the titles, like especially Fallout 76, it's the, it's Fallout IP, but it's a whole different style of game. Yeah, they're a whole different like modeling things. Completely, something completely different. And I have been kind of vocal about how it annoys me how... Um, just abrasive gamers can get in their opinions with stuff like this where they like we saw the sonic and the he- sonic the hedgehog thing um they had to they went back and they redid all the visual effects for sonic right because people you know were upset and i'm not making a comment on if those people are right or wrong or if i agree or disagree but people were so loud with their negative opinions that they had this big effect that affected the way this company was going to operate and I'm not even optimistic that it's going, even if they do exactly what people said they wanted, I'm not optimistic that that product's going to come out and any of those people who said, we'll only be happy if you do this, and then they did it. I'm not optimistic that those people actually give positive feedback. Sure. It's, it's always easier to be negative. It, it unfortunately. is. And like it's, it's always harder to kind of go out of your way to like be positive and like be a positive presence to somebody. A thousand percent. Which sucks, because I think that's infinitely more important and honestly i think it's a lot more powerful if like you tell somebody that you like something mm-hmm. uh actually to to sorry to get a little actually political on you here uh so it's pride month right mm-hmm. it's june it's pride month uh the new this this isn't new but i see people more than i've ever seen before throw around the term um rainbow capitalism mm-hmm. which you know i have opinions about uh but it's the idea that these companies are really going out of their way to say like, hey, we're, we're celebrating Pride Month. You know, like Microsoft changed their logo and Bethesda's done a whole bunch of companies. Yeah, a ton of companies have. Uh, to, to their logo, but with rainbow stuff uh, or with a rainbow incorporated into it. And I think that stuff's cool. Uh, it can be all over the place because it is rainbow capitalism that, you know, companies don't always do stuff because they're good people. They do sure. it because they want to generate positive uh they're in it for the you money. Know, they're in it for the money. Yeah. And um, so that can, it can be good and bad for the exact same reasons. But when people do that, like I saw Microsoft change theirs and I saw it had like 12,000 comments and I was like, 
I'm going in. Yeah. And so I clicked on it and I was yeah. like, oh, this is exactly as bad as I thought it would be. It mm-hmm. actually wasn't bad in the way that I thought it was going to be. But well, it, it was bad in the way that I thought it was going to be. But it was bad. Yeah. It, it was bad. And uh, and I hate seeing that stuff because there's so many people. And you, you see some of these terrible comments and they have like tens of thousands of likes. It's like, man, these are the things that companies see and they're like, okay, we should shift course. And I see that and I'm like, please don't. Like, I know there are huge numbers and, and reacts and likes and clicks on on these people's reactions but please don't give in to this stuff like please stick to you you know stick to your guns and if you think that what you have is worthwhile please just make a good decision don't yeah. don't do a gut react and that this happens all over the industry and outside of the industry uh but i get frustrated when there's such harsh you know negative feedback that's easy to give and the company reacts to it to everyone's detriment. Like the company now did a lot of extra work that's not actually gonna pay off. Yeah, no, I, I completely The agree bad with you. people, you know, the people shouting angrily were validated. They shouted angrily enough that they were listened to and they're going to do it again. Um, and then the overall product isn't any better for it. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I really like a lot of stuff we see at E3. I even like the cringy stuff when you get people who clearly don't like talking in front of other people, getting up there and <laughs> do, making dumb scripted jokes. I can, I can find that stuff kind of endearing. It hurts a little bit, but I like it. I think Bethesda is always the best ones at being like really self-aware yeah. about that. And sometimes it is a little frustrating because they recognize that, hey, we keep putting out this buggy product, but they don't fix it mm-hmm. or they like don't take the steps to make that happen. But, I, I just hope that if they try to do anything with Fallout 76, that they plant their feet right. and they don't change their minds just because people make a bunch of memes about whatever they say, because that's recent, going to happen. There was a recent interview with Todd Howard that came out, I think like today, uh, about how they were like, yeah, it was going to have some bumps and we recognize that, but like, it sounds like they are very much dedicated to fixing it. And my third uh, prediction is that a large portion of their show is going through like, here's what we're doing to fix this game or here's what we're doing to kind of improve it because fix mm-hmm. makes it sounds like it was bad and that's just, yeah. you don't want bad them PR. to feel like they don't have faith in it because they clearly have faith in the vision mm-hmm. but the execution definitely was jumbled and it's nice that they recognize that. Mm-hmm. It would just be, I am expecting them to spend a good amount of time leaning into, hey, we kind of fucked up but here's what we're doing going forward. Hope you guys are along for the ride and really like they can't make people play their game, but they can definitely make a compelling argument for it. And I think they're going to do that this year. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm down for that. Cool. Um, I, yeah, I really hope that happens. Cool. Ubisoft. Uh, Ubisoft. No, Ubisoft. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Um, so <laughs> I have, uh, they have a new game with Nintendo, like their partnership deal that they've had going for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not Mario and Rabbids too. It's just something that we have not even heard of or thought oh, about. I forgot that was Ubisoft. Uh, it's just something that you see it and you're just like, yeah, I want this, but I didn't know that I wanted it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Toys to Life thing with Starlink. Like, the fuck, yeah, I want that. Are you kidding me? But, you know, like, I, I think they're going to do something different. I'd like to see a sequel to Mario and Rabbids, but I'm kind of expecting them to just continue to go out of left field and maybe dig into, like, a property that's not being used so much or something like that. I'm so down for that. I think it'd be cool. I like those out of left field ones, especially from from big names like that that you know they're not going to half-ass it because they have money on the line. Sure, sure. Uh, so yeah, I like it when they take those big jumps like that because if they really sink the resources they've got into it, the payoff seems pretty good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I really hope we get some just unusual, unexpected 
new IPs. Yeah, that's always my favorite part of E3 is the stuff that I do not see coming. And I like just briefly looking through my list of predictions, like I don't really have that many big ones just because I have genuinely no idea what to expect for a lot of these shows. Yeah. Which is cool. It's really exciting. Like you don't know what you're getting and that's really kind of the magic of E3, you know? Oh, oh, this is the one I I've, I've been trying to think of this the name yes. of this game all night. Uh Beyond Good and Evil 2. Yes. So, um, that game was announced, like, I don't know, in the 1960s. (laughs) Uh, No, it was announced a a long time ago. Yeah, it was. And we saw uh, at least one nice, full-length, pretty pretty, uh, gorgeous trailer two years ago, last year. Um, Hoping to see some more. I was hoping, not that I care about this game, but it's a game that's been on the radar for a long time. I uh, was hoping that we'd see it. Originally, I'd predicted it, but uh, earlier today when I was doing some more research, this uh, this article from GameStop, or no, GameSpot, oh, uh, from GameSpot says, uh, it confirms that that will not, that Good and Evil 2, Beyond Good and Evil 2, will not be at E3 this year. Really? That's yes. that's interesting. I feel like that's uh, something says that a, you want to constantly remind people about. It says uh, a long uh, live stream is happening, but it's not going to be featured in the okay. conference. All right. So, so it's, it's still it's like, something. It's like a side thing, kind of like how EA is doing with Anthem. Like yeah. it's going to be at E3, just not up front and center. Yep, which and I'm cool with that because even though I love trailers, even though I don't care that much about a release date uh, and gameplay, like honestly, I'm in. I show up to E3 because I like watching pretty trailers, straight up. It's uh, fun. It is, and and a lot of people are like, well, but this doesn't show the gameplay, and we have no, you know, this might not release for two years. Totally valid criticism. I just don't care that much. I, you know, these games are going to come out whenever they come out. I have plenty of stuff to play. So no release date, no gameplay. That's okay. God, that's, that's just like making me think about like, man, if Sony did a conference this year and like just rolled straight into that Death Stranding trailer for like nine (laughs) minutes and then showed that like the release date at the very end of it, not only would I have A, lost my fucking mind, Mm -hmm. but B, I would not have believed it in the slightest yeah <laughs> like no there's no way this game is that is, is almost done already but no uh would have been so fucking cool are you kidding me oh my god yeah Whew. uh so yeah beyond good and evil will show up in some capacity um, Yeah, that's what uh that evan jordan said as well on twitter my there boy. is there's a leak for um splinter cell yeah so i actually put there's still no mention of splinter cell <laughs> oh yeah yeah like, that's your prediction i want it to happen but I don't think it's going to. And I it's just because will. every time I always get myself like sort of hyped up for something, I am just so damn sure is a sure thing. Yep. Never happens. Yeah. That's happened to me a couple times. So like if they, I feel like if they do it, it might just be like, always like kind of in that new ghost recon game that's coming out. Uh, you, but I'm also, sure you I, heard what they talked about on giant bomb where like they should have, I think it was Alex Navarro when they released the predator for yeah, totally. Ghost, where they it's like they shouldn't have announced it they should have just done it it should have just happened it should have just Same happened with the predator game that got announced recently at the state of play yeah like, yeah they should just put out a military shooter and then the predator just starts murdering people yeah that'd be cool as hell yeah uh that would be cool i think though i think that they're gonna show a, a nice like one minute splinter cell trailer for sure. Okay. Yeah. I would like to be wrong about this one because Splinter Cell is cool. Well, I hope you're wrong, right? I, I do too, actually, to be honest. Um, my third prediction, which is kind of a weird one, uh, I predict that Just Dance 2020 is not going to be on the Wii. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm probably wrong because <laughs> that there's a lot of those out there still. Wait, that's not going to be on the Wii or the Switch? The Wii. The Wii. 
Just Dance 2019 came out on the Wii. What? Yeah, seriously. There's so many. Okay, of them hold out on. There. No, it back it up even one more second. Yeah. Wii U. Wii. The Wii. Yes. Oh my gosh, they're still releasing games for that. Yeah, because there's so many out there, and that's like the perfect kind of game for somebody who owns a Wii. Yeah, it's the family like console. People are starting to see the Switch, and like that's kind of blowing up in ways that they didn't. Like, I don't want to say they didn't expect, but mm-hmm. it's blowing up in ways that the Wii U didn't. So I feel like this now is the time, and especially with like smart TVs and phones have Just Dance on them now. You can play with really whatever you want. I feel like now is the time to just pull that off of that system and like stop making games for it, I guess. I had no idea. Yeah, it's still still coming out. Uh, you you know, I heard they're Ubisoft? still making games for uh, the uh, v- v- the Vita. The Vita. Oh, yeah. They, people still are. And that's crazy to me. I, it's, a, it's a good fucking system. Just and like, I don't care who knows it. Like, well, that's like our four friends who love follow 76 yeah well you're like my one literally the only person i know who's like hell yeah my vita is sitting in this room all right where it's 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 in my tv stand and you know collecting dust anyway do you have anything (laughs) else for ubisoft uh i do not okay cool let's go ahead and move on to square enix or squeenix all right this one is all you great because usually i'll be perfectly honest this is the part of the of the show where i'm just like Great. I'm going to kick cool. back. This so, is where I go make popcorn. Let's, let's get into some weeby shit. All right. Let's All right. hear it. Uh, I have two. They're very on brand. Um, and one of them, I'm going to go ahead and like, um, I, I have three, but one of them also is a Microsoft one, possibly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this I don't think is going to happen, but uh, give me a new fucking near project or at least some sort of teaser. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah. I'd be into that. Was, I'd be really into that. Was that... Uh, year and a half ago that automata came out uh 2015 was when it was announced it came out la 2017 so yeah because it in persona 5 came out around the same time okay uh so yeah i know that guy ain't working on nothing i know he's working i know yoko taro is working on some stuff i don't they are not necessarily near related but i know that square enix was very happy with the success of that and i'd love to see them do more with it um I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's still too soon. Who made Yakuza? Yakuza is Sega. Sega. Yeah. Should I play that game? Should yes. I play Yakuza Zero? Yes. It's great. All right. It's real good. Well, it's sorry. Real, that was totally unrelated. It's real kind stupid. Of. It's really good. I'm into it. Everything I've heard about um, it sounds good. And then my second one is a Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC because um, they've talked about they're going to be doing DLC for it. I think that's the perfect place to show that off. Totally. Um, I, I, think I think it's going be to be smart. incredibly cryptic and because mm-hmm. that's just how Kingdom Hearts trailers what are. Do you, actually, lay specifically, lay this out for me. What do you think we would see? <sighs> so I think that it is not going to lean into the Disney side so much and they're going to start leaning into like Square Enix's back catalog of games. Okay. So like, I think it would be cool to like, hey, Chrono Trigger World. That'd be fucking cool. Um, there's something that I'm not do, going to get into for the that. sake of spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a cool thing in Kingdom Hearts 3 that kind of also hints to this, not necessarily the Chrono Trigger, but like leaning into some other Square Enix properties a little bit more. I think that'd okay. be cool. Um, yeah, I, I think the Disney stuff, as cool as it is and as important as it is to like get people into those games and those are definitely visually the most like uh gravitating parts of those games uh i really think that they're the worst parts of those games Mm -hmm. and nobody really knows square enix stuff better than square enix so i'd really like to see them kind of lean into that and do some really cool stuff with that um 
who made Shadow of the Colossus? That is a Team Eco. Oh, uh, you're right. Or first party. Yep, you're right. Yep. I was hoping they would show that. <laughs> Though I was of like, the in, yeah. Well, no, no, no. In Kingdom Hearts, but God, in my head, I was like, I don't think those are on no, the same thread. Will, no, they definitely are not. That will not happen. Uh, and then my third one, which I don't know if will happen, but I think if it does, will be one of the coolest things I have ever seen at E3. <laughs> Um, and I think if it's going to happen at any two conferences, it's going to be Microsoft or it's going to be Square Enix. And I think they're going to roll a regular fucking trailer, but it turns out to be like a smash DLC character reveal. Oh, I could totally see that. I think that would be the coolest shit. Like it looks like they're showing off like a new Banjo-Kazooie game at Microsoft. And then you see him like go to his mailbox and pull out a fucking envelope and it's got the smash logo on it. Or like yeah, if you, yeah, or if it's like a Kingdom Hearts trailer, and like you see fucking Sora like talking shit about I don't know like a Joker. I hear I hear you're the one who's taking all these hearts or something like that shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I just got myself really excited for that. Holy uh, shit, that'd be cool. Well, yeah, I'd like to see something really off the rails with the uh, right, character right. announcement because I think people are expecting a Smash DLC character in Nintendo's show, and I think that'd be a really cool way to trip them up. Yeah, that and like they're all playing really nice together. Like Nintendo is being very cooperative with damn near everybody. And I think Microsoft makes the most sense. And if it's going to be them, I think it's either going to be Banjo-Kazooie or like Steve from Minecraft, both of which I'm totally fine with. I think those would be awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I I heard somebody joke about Doom Guy being in there. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Just like ripping off like Pikachu's head or something. Oh no, there are fatalities in this game. Oh no. Um, That would be crazy. Uh, Yeah. Microsoft Steve sounds uh like it could be real do you think there would be do you think they do anything with splatoon 2 this is nintendo i don't know I've, i feel, i think the last update for that game is coming out soon or has come out like the last Splatfest. Well, i think that I game mean, might be just considered like hey we're still gonna like do maintenance and the servers and like keep everything up to date but we're not adding new content to it because it came out in, splatoon battle royale do it fuck that'd be cool Can you imagine that'd be god that'd be so that'd be cool crazy. um I just thought of another one that I want to do for Nintendo, so I'll just add that to my list of four already. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you don't have anything for Square Enix, I imagine? No. Great. Let's move on to Nintendo. Cool. Do you have anything for Nintendo? Uh, bas- <laughs> I told you I was going to trip up where everything is. You're mm. like, Square Enix. All right. Well, how about Nintendo news, though? Um, you know, Maybe I finally own a Switch. Mario. I don't know if you've heard of it. They do. Do you think we'll see... Well, this is the Direct is coming out. Um, for Pokemon next week, right? Yeah, for Pokemon. It's, uh, this Wednesday. It's like two days from the oh, date yes, of this recording. Right. So the day oh, this because we're already live, in June. Oh, yeah. time is crazy. Yeah, it's it's already the third right today. now. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, so the Pokemon one's going to come out. Uh, so, do you want to talk about that? I mean, do you, that's not E three, but do you do you have any predictions on? Um, I honestly don't know. I'm I'm kind of just ready to like they've already gone over really what I want to know about, which is the Pokemon Home stuff. Mm-hmm. really anything else just give it to me i don't really kind of care what it is like i'm just yeah. really excited to be able to play like the a cloud is huge game. Yeah. yeah the cloud is huge the uh pokemon let's go is big and these updates seem cool right um the yeah i don't really have much else to say about that um so non-pokemon what do you think we would see at e3 like so uh, i have four things okay Five now, actually. One, I think they're going to show off the second bit of that Tetris 99 DLC. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that was the one I just thought of because that just seems like a no-brainer. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, They. I, I still see ads for that on Facebook a lot. So it's clearly good. they're it's really good. pushing I for like people. I like that you can play that game offline now. 
Yeah, that's super um, cool. So I have for my first one uh, that we get an update on Bayonetta three, be that like a trailer or something, and we get a release date for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they have been way too quiet about that game for too fucking long. Yeah, but also like thinking about it a little bit harder now i don't know if they're going to release astral chain in this august and also put out bayonetta so maybe it'll what be it, like an early astral chain year. i know i ask it every time that's the one made by the same people right yeah same cool. team same team um i'm really looking forward to that game as well but i, I don't know if both of them are going to come out but if they do like i think it would make sense to at least give us some sort of release date for bayonetta because mm-hmm. it's been the last time it got announced was who the game awards two years ago that was the last time we really heard about it other than this past like big Nintendo direct. They're just like, Hey, mm-hmm. we're still working on it. Yeah. It's all right. Calm still, down. Still going. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So uh, what else we got? Uh, I want to see, I want to see the new hardware. They've, they've talked for a long time about upcoming hardware releases mm-hmm. and I want information. I want Spider-Man. <laughs> Give me pictures of hardware. I do. I really want, I want numbers. I want a release date. I want specs. I want price. I want no speculation. I want the answers, and I want them now. Um, I really am interested in that because I've been—I haven't been playing the Switch as much, but uh, you know, Lizzie and I have been kind of going back and forth. Uh, like I brought it with us to a picnic, kind of, sort of, uh, last weekend. And I didn't end up playing it, but she she pulled it out and was playing Pokemon on it and having a really good time. Mm. And, uh, you know, at a certain point, we're going to want to play together with each other on our Switches. So I know I'm eyeballing a, buying a Switch before too long, uh, but I'd rather find, I'd rather see what the new models are and probably pick one of those. Yeah. You know, based on whatever its strengths are, yeah. whether it's a super mobile one or a super frame ratey one. I know the president uh, at the time said that they didn't have anything to announce as far as hardware whenever they were asked that question. I don't know if that necessarily had to do with we don't have anything to announce at E3 or just at that point. I, too, would like to know whether or not those are real I, and I'd like to see them. My gut tells me whether or not they actually have anything in E3. My gut tells me that that response is at this exact moment when you're asking me, yeah, we I don't have understand. anything to yeah, tell I, you. I definitely understand that. Uh, and I, I could also be just completely paraphrasing on my ass. Well, but. I've heard vaguely that sure, as well. Sure. And Nintendo is very much, it will be ready when it's ready. Yeah, like, we will tell you about it when yeah. we like, want to tell you about Metro it. Prime 4 thing, like where it's like, <laughs> hey, we're starting over, so it's going to be a little while. I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah. you guys have already done more than I expected you to. Right. So. But, I mean, I think there have been times in the past where, you know, on Tuesday they say, we have nothing to announce. And then on Wednesday, they announce everything. Sure. You know, so it's really them just being like, we will do it on our own time. Right. Like you will, yeah, that's, that's kind of <laughs> you will MO. wait and you will enjoy it. Yeah. You will do what we tell you to, because that's what we're accustomed to. Yeah. Um, so I have that they're going to show off Animal Crossing because they kind of have to, because mm-hmm. um, that game comes out this year. We have heard nothing about it. Yep. Uh, and I, I would love to play a real Animal Crossing game. Same. I have only actually played the one on the DS, but I played it for like 250 hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You should barely even played it then. Oh, God, it's so good. Um, <laughs> but I think each one of them has kind of a gimmick. And I think the gimmick some for this are one, more crossing and others are more animal. Right, right. I think that this one is going to borrow some mechanics from like Stardew Valley or Harvest Moon. 
I would love to see that. I think that would be really cool, and I think that would be neat to see them kind of recognize the success of Stardew Valley seemingly blowing up out of fucking nowhere when that game dropped. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, like, it's it's been a while since the last Animal Crossing was on the 3DS. Yeah, there's clearly demand for that kind of game. Totally. totally. Like, absolutely. And people... Like, I, I've said multiple times, I wanted to really get into Stardew Valley because I knew once Animal Crossing picked up, I was never going to touch that game again. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's the case anymore, but uh, yeah. Well, I would like to see Animal Crossing because I've only played the mobile game, mm-hmm. and uh, boy, I was not happy with that. Yep, it didn't even seem like a video game. Uh, I was just not a fan at all. So I would love to see what people are so excited about. I know uh, I've also never played Harvest Moon. The only game like that I've ever played is Stardew Valley. Yeah. So I would love to see the where the genre has gone in all this time. You know how it's grown. Sure. Yeah. Um, and an audience that is as you know ravenous for more of it you know more than ever i would love to see those changes yeah animal crossing is a reality. good game and i i i think even if they just put out like here's just a plain ass animal crossing game it's an animal crossing game on the switch like i will play that for hundreds of hours like don't get me <laughs> wrong but i think it would be really cool to see them kind of reach out kind of like they did with uh Breath of the Wild, where there were a lot of inspiration from like bigger, like Western open world games, mm-hmm. and kind of take that and kind of improve the already incredibly successful formula they have. Um, moving on to that, I predict they're not going to say a damn thing about Nintendo Switch Online. I think you're right. Yeah, it sucks. I'd really like to see, like, hey, we got some Super Nintendo games coming out for this motherfucker, but I don't think they're going to do it. Yeah. I think they would have by now. Yeah. I- I'm basically never going to bet that they will talk about like, any of that stuff. It's so weird that everything they do, like, software-wise, except for their online service, is just so, like, well thought out and is, like, has this so much, like, care and love put into it. And then that, they just have no idea what they're doing. They're just so they bad just at it. it. They're yeah. so bad at it's it. It's not good. It's, it's very not good. Like, the Mario Maker 2 stuff where you can't play with your friends online is a huge fucking bummer. I yeah. recognize that's a small part of that game, but, like, I was immediately after that direct ended i tweeted out a bunch of my online friends and they're just like yeah let's fucking play these cool levels together it's gonna be awesome we're all gonna stream it it's gonna be a great time now we can't fucking do it yeah so yeah that's a yeah fumble is the right word yeah they get the ball they have like just all clear right stretch and they just trip and fall on their ass yeah disappointing every time um yeah i absolutely agree that they will not talk about that at all yeah um, they, okay. you know, they're working on their stuff with Microsoft as far as uh, connectivity and mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other with Microsoft's online services. Man, I would love to see some of that rub off on Nintendo's online service, but I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, me too. But so, you know, they're they're always going to do what they're going to do, and <laughs> yes, they are. It, they're a weird fucking company, man. Yeah. Uh, do you got anything else for Nintendo? So I got one more. Uh. I, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, okay. I this okay. I have me. no reason to think this will happen, but I'm a serious give me a Pokemon Snap game. Oh fuck yeah. I actually fuck want yeah. a Pokemon Snap game. Um I don't care what system it's on. It could be on the Switch, but I don't think the Switch has a camera, right? Oh, it might. I Well, I, you don't need a camera for Pokemon Snap. Uh you're you're right, but the you way I'm use, thinking like, the, of it the motion controls and like But they do have up, like, augmented reality. I wonder if they would find a way Ooh, that would be a really cool like uh Nintendo Labo kit. Yeah. That oh fuck, that sounds uh, awesome. Holy shit. That that could be I didn't even think about Labo. That would I would buy that in a heartbeat. Are you kidding they me? They would sell a lot of Labos for that specifically. Oh, 100%. Um 
I hope they do something like that. I have no idea what it would be, but um, that's a cool thing. That's a cool thing I'd like to see. All right, so my last one is something that I don't think is going to happen, but I'm going to call it now just in case it does happen, All right. um, which would make me very happy. And uh, we can go ahead and quote this, and I probably will quote this and put up a tweet about it later. All right, I'm clipping um, it. If they announce a remake or a new game in the Golden Sun series, I will like shit myself in excitement. If I if I Holy see the shit, headline, I would freak out. If, Are you kidding if me? If I'm far away and I read the headline and it says Golden Sun Cam, I better see a picture of those pants. <laughs> uh, I kind of regret saying that. Oh, you will regret I saying feel like that. If it happened, I would be more excited about the fact that game is happening <laughs> than the fact that I would have just like soiled myself. Look, you know, it's fun to be excited. It is. Golden Sun's <laughs> fucking good. Those first two games are mm, chef's kiss. Which, what kind of games are those? Are they, is that a They're JRPG? RPGs, uh, Game Boy Advance. Okay. I, the, I, oh, fuck. Those games are so good. Um, <laughs> we need DS to hook up some disappointing, an emulator fun, or something. You know? Well, I guess you can't t- stream an emulated I game because it's not illegal. I mean, well. Anyway. Or whatever. Um, I would like to see some of those old games. But like I said with Metal Gear Solid, I would rather watch them be played than oh, played. Oh, God. Golden Sun is so good. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Um, I think that's, that's all kind I got. Of, yeah, we're sitting about a little over an hour and a half, so I'm going to go and wrap this bitch up. Cool. Uh, like I said this when we turned off the mics, but this is our first long episode here. Uh, in a while. In a while. My we, throat's hurting a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> We've been talking a lot. We have been talking a lot. Uh, all right. So that's going to do it for the show this week. Thank you, everyone, for stopping by. Um, if you like what you heard, consider kicking us a buck or 12 at patreon.com slash heroes podcasts. That'll help the show and network grow to do even cooler stuff. Uh, if you can't contribute financially, that's totally fine. Go ahead and just share the show with a friend or rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. That helps out a fucking ton. Please do that. Uh, if you have any a megaton. What? It helps out a megaton. Yeah, literally a megaton. Uh, if you have any questions for us or want to tell us about how much you just love our voices, or if you have any uh, predictions or want to tell us about how we're wrong about our E3 predictions, which is probably the case, uh, hit us up on Twitter. We're at Gamer Heroes Pod, and your submissions could make the show next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find my tweets at The Camdy Man with a K, uh, or keep up with what GGKC, that's us, is up to at GG underscore Kansas underscore city or GG KC.com, or you can hang out in our cool Facebook group called LFG kc yeah we've got tons of plugs we've got a discord i started using twitter for the first time in ages i saw you tweeting yeah what the fuck i made some jokes on there it was great they were good jokes oh thank you uh i'm tegan not sarah one uh follow me because uh follow my boy i might keep making jokes i like doing that you have good jokes oh you know what i realized as we were doing this what funko pops dude we're going to see Funko Pops all over E3. They do have that uh, Gears Funko Pop game. Do you remember they had a whole trailer just for Funko Pops? Anyway, I'm calling it right now. Funko Pops are going to rule E3. I feel like they kind of already do. <laughs> well, you, maybe it's, it's going to be less behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Now you're, we're going to see them wrong. in every conference. Todd yeah. Howard's going to come out with a Todd Howard Funko Pop. Yeah, uh, just looking forward for next week. Uh, our schedule is going to be shifted a little bit, so just kind of keep an eye on our Twitter account. Uh, Thomas, I know you're going to be gone. I will be. So you will not be reveling in the E3 goodies. No. Um, I uh, believe we're going to have Jimmy uh, joining us from One Challenge Mode. Dude, so that'll I, be a good time. You guys are actually going to be my 
So I leave I leave town for a music festival that happens the same time as E3 yep. every single year, and it's a really big bummer because I get so excited for E3. <laughs> uh, so you guys are actually going to be the first thing I listen to uh, when I cool when I'm on my drive I'm back. Call you so many names. Oh, it's going to be great. Oh my gosh, I I'm going to open up my that social Thomas, media that and Thomas I'm going to see he's a real motherfucker. <laughs> do it. I'm going to do it. I just did it in your to your face. Oh man, so I'm going to keep doing it to other it. people. Uh, yeah, my throat hurts, so let's uh, call this good. Let's get out of here. Let's, uh, let's, I, I'm so excited for E3. Me too. And, uh, Me too. I can't Me wait too. to hear you and Jimmy next week. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about it next week. Uh, thank you everyone for stopping by. I hope you're having a good day. And if you're not, tomorrow will be better. Uh-huh. And that's okay. You're doing your best, and I appreciate you. Uh-huh. See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs>